Hey, I'm back. I have Charlotte here. She's going to lead me through uh, a few questions that pertain to return to sport uh, post-COVID. So let's take it away. All right. Hey, DJ. It's good to be here. Um, according to Aspire Sports Institute, athletes and coaches and trainers um, need to be very intentional about safety their approach to training and implementation of their training programs as they return to their sports and competitive play. Um, let's start with safety um, since that's the first item mentioned. Can you talk a bit about what needs to be considered from a safety standpoint? Yes. Um, currently I would say it's, it's a multifaceted um, thought process. So we have, General, generally, we have um, the COVID and social distancing safety measures uh, that are, you know, per your district, per your body and organization, um, given down to you, uh, and, and then just your your general: Are we ready to play and participate in competitive sport uh, measures? So. What we look at here at D1 Hoover specifically and, and working alongside Aspire is one, you know, and I think we're going to get into it later, but one are the athletes conditioned cardiovascularly. Uh, and so that helps with heat stress as we run into the, the warmer months uh, or the hot months. Uh, and then two, do they have the strength capacity to sustain uh, an explosive, a high-level competitive sport. Um, and so those are the really our measures and what we focus on here is prepping the athlete to withstand the demands both cardiovascularly and then uh, from a, a muscular strength capacity. Uh, the COVID guidelines for safety, uh, just due to the nature of sport and training, we're we're able to, I don't want to say easily, it does take a, a little bit of additional planning, um, but we're able to keep our, uh, we have to maintain the six foot distancing. Uh, and then, you know, cleaning patterns in a training facility are heightened regardless. Um, and we normally kick up here in the summer months uh, just due to volume uh, and the, the greater. <laughs> degree of sweat but um you know we we added a couple more a couple of deep cleanings uh per day uh to coincide with just our general cleaning schedule um but that's what we attack and that's what you know from the consensus seems to be uh from reaching out to coaches across the board um, from your private sector through the collegiate realm uh at various levels that's that's the those are the challenges. So. Okay. So um, with regard to safety, your your primary concern, it sounds like it's the athlete's physical safety and um, like preparing them to not be injured or not have any like negative health kind of consequences from jumping in too quickly. Is that right? 
Yeah, no, that, that'd be 100% correct. Okay. And then on top of that, because of the quarantine and COVID-19 situation, there's like the cleaning safety, like physical space safety too. That's correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I hate coming back to, tr- we're treating it like, you know, a flu outbreak or pandemic or whatnot. Um, but generally like with our cleaning schedule and distancing and whatnot, that's how we're approaching it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with regard to the training, um, what is um, recommended with regard to like your approach to training and what do athletes and coaches and trainers need to keep in mind as these athletes return? Well, we have surpassed uh, just across the sporting landscape, the threshold of, uh, any residual training effects. So as we write programming, call it periodization, uh, any periodization model at different times you're training different aspects. So this block from um, really February up until May-ish, we're really getting after it, loading the athletes, um, working strength and power parameters. Uh, we didn't have that. And so you would generally have a carryover into May of those adaptations. And that's what allows you to really crank it in May and June as, a, as far as attacking sprinting, uh, even loading heavier and increasing your velocities in the weight room. Uh, that's generally what we would do. But we missed a, an entire training period. Uh, and, and everyone across the board has missed it. You know, you have your, your few athletes who had access to training facilities or gyms or whether it be home or outside, uh, but no one has been competitive. Um, and, and so as we phase our athletes back towards sport, um, we need to keep that in mind that this isn't a, hey, look, let's, Let's go work on, you know, the tactical aspects of sport. No, we, we should take advantage of this time frame and regroove it, work on the basics. Uh, their, their bases have, I mean, they're, they're square one, you know. Uh, and from a competitive standpoint, like if you, if you go full go, I would imagine and from just conversations and then the literature that we know exists, uh, if we go full go from this standpoint, we're going to see a greater rate of soft tissue issues, uh, whether it be knee, ankle, you know, the NFL lockout is, is that literature has been brought up a, a good bit in my realm uh, and how they ran into a, a greater rate of Achilles ruptures. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's hopefully we don't run into that and we're able to take the time or we, you know, as adults, take the time to take care of our athletes and face them back appropriately. Uh, that was part of what we did with the our Aspire portion. Okay. So that um, addresses, like, the implementation um, a little bit, right? Like, right. Um, how you would implement the training 
moving forward from this point. Um, Aspire's return to sport program is a four-week framework for athletes who are returning. Um, Can you describe the different phases of this framework and why this will benefit athletes? Yes. Um, So it was a collective effort in putting the work together. Um, Specifically, our group handled the uh, training piece. And within that, we have a metabolic conditioning uh, workout regiment uh, and a metabolic assessment to see where they are as far as their cardiovascular um, and pulmonary conditioning. And then there's a phase two strength um, resistance training uh, portion. So within that, it starts off higher volume, lower intensity, uh, a lot of isometric work. Uh, so we're not really working, for, well, we're not at all working for uh, bar speed and velocity. We're just prepping the tissue to withstand a load. Uh, and, and then we progress through that to some eccentrics. And it's, it's a fun program. Uh, mm-hmm. It helps to prep the tissue for the intensity of competition. Um, and then, you know, training is just one piece of it. Um, we have, there's a nutrition piece within that uh, framework, and that is geared toward aiding in recovery and performance. Uh, so it, us rolling into the hotter months of the, of the year, um, you know, part of conditioning is to help the body um, and its ability to withstand heat stress. Mm. Um, and so, you know, if, if you're not able to dissipate heat uh, at, at the rate that it's accumulated, we run into heat, uh, you know, a greater, we run into heat illness. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's one thing that we're hoping will not be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, there was, there's been a big push across uh, the NC2A, uh, specifically in collegiate football, uh, with athletes in sickle cell trait um, that run into, or they're at greater risk for heat illness. Uh, and so with uh, a decreased condition state, I would expect that instance to, to rise a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you continue to, um, welcome athletes back to training and preparing them to compete again, um, what, what does that look like for you as, um, the owner of D1 Hoover, like, are, are there conversations happening online that you're participating in? Are there like groups that you're a member of where y'all share information about how to best approach this? Is this a continuing conversation? I guess is my question. Yes, uh, it definitely is. Uh, D1 as a, an organization, uh, there are weekly calls in addressing uh, some of these issues. You know, from the (laughs) how many people can my facility handle, uh, you know, as far as providing a safe environment. And, you know, we have to cover CYA 
uh, as far as the, the legal aspects. Uh, so how, what are best practices there? Um, and then professionally, uh, I'm a member of the NSCA and involved in the state level here. Uh, we actually have a clinic today. But uh, <laughs> um, the NSCA has provided resources for coaches uh, in addressing the, uh, this issue and how to attack it, uh, some ideas and some literature to follow up with and, and to look into. So it's not just, you know, uh, here you go, this is what you do. It's more of a, here are some guidelines, here's some literature uh, that, that helps in presenting these guidelines. Great. Well, and I have one more question. Um, as a parent of a high school athlete, um, hearing you describe all of the thought that has gone into this um, makes me feel better just as a mom, you know, who's concerned about my son's um, health and, um, you know, like reduce risk of injury and that kind of thing. Is there anything else you want to share um, that parent that might make parents feel more at ease about their kids returning to training? Um, yes. Um, I would say definitely, you know, as a parent myself, you know, we're not so just throw caution to the wind. Let's jump right back in and whatnot. You know, we do encourage our, our kids to play and we, we set up play time for them. They're younger. Um, but one thing we do is, you know, we do our homework on the front end, uh, see if there are uh, measures in place, uh, if there's been preparation. And then, I mean, ask the questions that you've asked here, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what are, what are you guys doing? Um, you know, the fact that a facility has taken the time to at least think through um, what it needs to look like. Um, it's very important. Uh, it's even more important that they practice those thoughts. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And that's one thing, you know, just asking questions, um, you know, and from the coaching side, we need to be open to answering those questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I welcome those questions because it shows that you care, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, I hope to have, not the right answer, but the answers that are, you know, pertain to our space and what we do. Um, but I would say as parents, make sure your athletes are getting rest, they're hydrating, they're well-nourished. Um, that one that helps with their recovery and their ability to participate in training and in sport as we ramp back up. And then it also, it, it helps mitigate the chance of them becoming ill. Uh, you know, proper rest, hydration, nutrition, you know, in general, that helps in, in keeping the system well. Um, and, you know, it's just it's one of those times where we should be conscious of that, uh, maybe even more so, because, uh, you know, in all reality, the, the questions that we, we, uh, we, you know, we meet on are what happens if? we have a case. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, you know, it's not a let's hide it or let's, you know, you have to face it head on. Um, and, and that's how you keep everyone safe and that's how you keep business rolling. 
And that is how we will get back to sport sooner than later. Uh, right. Well, and I think parents have an obligation or um, any kind of caregivers or guardians to um, not let their kids train if they aren't feeling well. Like, right. Because they're, they're ready to get back into it. They may not feel as bad as they, you know, like feel very bad, even though they have a low fever or whatever. Um, so I think we have to be more um, conscientious about that and think of the larger picture of, you know, we don't know if it's coronavirus, but it could be, and you don't need to be infecting everyone else, even if all of these safety measures and cleanings and deep cleanings are occurring. No, that's, that's 100% true. We actually send out a questionnaire. Um, it's, one of, it's a general readiness questionnaire, and at the top, says, the last question is, are you sick? Yeah. And it's just a checkbox. Um, so, you know, we trust our athletes to be truthful with us. We told them it's not going out to anyone else, um, and the direction is, if you're sick, stay at home. Um, an honest response to um, an increase in training stress, it's, it could be an elevated body temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should not be, like you said, a low-grade fever. That's an honest response to or can be to training stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have that, stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just watch it, monitor it. It should come down fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with just general rest, you should not feel trashed. And like right. sick. or coughing <laughs> with chest pain. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the pictures, <laughs> right. uh, but, um, you know, so far so great there, uh, on our front. Great. Well, I appreciate your approach to this and D one Hoover's approach to it and, um, look forward to seeing how your athletes, um, return and um hope their muscle memory kicks in and gets back get back at it you know hard so thank you you are welcome thank you